Good evening and welcome to another episode of Torre Vieca Talk. We are here, it is myself, Paul, the owner of footballmanagercentral.com. Uh, Chris, yes. commercial director at... Uh, oh, this has gone well already. I, I've just butted in, I've come back and look at me trying to take over the show. No, I left the gap because I thought you were going in second like we used to. Thinking about just sack us both. Go on, Chris, you go first, son. Uh, Chris, <laughs> commercial director from, from CD Torre Vieca. And Paul Squires from the uh, fellow Peña to the FMC, the Merseyside Socios in Torrevieca. Fantastic. And I hope people enjoy this episode of Torrevieca Talk with Chris back on and Paul as always. So let's get into it. We've had another week of Torrevieca action, Paul. Yeah, OK. So not a great result. Um, for those that don't know, we got beat 3-1. We were away at Novelda. Um, and you can actually see the highlights are up online. Paul? I believe they're, they're in the notes. Yep, people can find the highlights in the description below, whether you are watching on YouTube, iTunes or SoundCloud. Just check below and watch the highlights once we have finished talking. Um, Chris, you didn't manage to get to the game. No, uh, I, I wasn't there on Sunday, but I've been thoroughly debriefed uh, by everyone that, that was there. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that winning streak that we were on didn't didn't last very long, sadly. <laughs> winning streak. Um it was disappointing, but what I will say, people need to stay positive. We've never had a, a much good luck against Novelda, and definitely away from home, Chris. So it was never a game we went into thinking this is going to be an easy three points. Um, and it turned out to be a very, very tough game. Novelda definitely pushed us, and people will see when you check out the highlights below. Um, it could have been 6-3, it could have been 7-4. It was definitely an end-to-end game. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's been the problem of our season so far, really, is the fact that in, in spells of games, we've, we've played well in, in sort of moments, created chances, but we just haven't been clinical enough to, uh, to take the chances that we created. And we've also not strung a period of play together for long enough to, to really sort of dominate a game. Even in the, uh, even in the win against Muro uh, last week, um, there were periods of the game where Muro, even with nine men, probably were slightly on top of us. So the, the, the consistency for 90 minutes hasn't quite sort of bedded in yet. Uh, and certainly we need to be a, a lot more clinical in, in front of goal. But then we haven't won at La Magdalena in the last six occasions, I think. Somebody might correct me. Um, I might be wrong on that stat. But we certainly don't traditionally do well up at, up at Nobelda. Um, and, uh, that, I mean, that was where our playoff dreams finally came to an end last season. So... So I think when we were looking at the early fixtures, we, we knew this was going to be a difficult one anyway. But I think we hoped we would have had more than five points on the board by the time we were going up there. Well, I think um, seven games played now, uh, 1-1, drew two, lost four. Um, it's not the start we wanted, but there's still a long way to go in the season, Chris. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're right. It's, it's only seven games in, so, so these things can change very quickly. Uh, and for the, for those that have looked at the league table, it's, it's clear clear to see that a couple of wins back to back and suddenly start to move up the uh, move up the league quite quickly. So uh, so all is not lost just yet for for sure. Um, there's I mean there's still been some positive performances. There's still been some sort of positive things coming together within the team. But at the end of the day, you've got to be realistic about it. Things do need to improve, and soon if we are going to start generating enough momentum to, to move up to the table and hopefully towards the sort of the playoff places. Definitely. You can't um, hide the fact that we're fourth bottom for a reason. So, Paul, am I right to say that Oscar was in goal at the weekend? 
He was. He, um, he, he, can he, I just ask you, Paul, just um, your opinion on this? Obviously, the um, backup, if we should call him a backup goalkeeper, obviously played against Villarreal, seeing got himself a clean sheet. Um, and now this is, in in my own personal opinion, <coughs> this is the second game in a row now that Oscar has made a very clinical error, which is the first goal, which obviously people can see in the highlights below, which I will uh, reiterate again. Um, he steps to the left on the first goal, leaving himself a lot of space to have to dive across, and he just can't reach it. Um, and it is such a simple error, same as what he did last week, which obviously we discussed with Jeff. And again, thank you to him for coming on last week. Um, so, Paul, why, why are they still sticking with Oscar in goal? I mean, obviously he did well last year, but if someone's not playing well, surely they should be dropped. Well, that's the thing. I mean, as you said, we discussed last week the fact that you know this season Torrevieja brought in a, a second keeper, should we say, who was of top quality and was going to challenge for the front, and he proved that when he got put in the team. Um, obviously, you know, the game after being dropped, he come back, gets a clean sheet, but then you know losing losing three goals, sorry, conceding three goals this time out. But the issue is um, when you look at the goals, when you look at how how they've been. Uh, Committed doesn't sound the right word, but as you said, in, in the past we talked about he is very prone to jumping out. He's very prone to coming out of his area too soon and, and leaving himself open. It's almost as if he's done the exact opposite this time and he's been, made a, a nervous, conscious effort to stay on the line, move side to side rather than forward, and that's what's left him exposed from that ball coming across. I mean, we said this last week, and we are going to say it again, Um we are not playing in the Liga. We are not playing in the Barclays Premier League. Mm. So we don't want to jump on the players and say, oh, well, what a poor error that was to make. Because it, at the end there wasn't error, but at this level, errors and mistakes are going to happen. But um, it's just it's frustration more than anything because he was clearly at fault in the last game. And then for him to, to retain his place this game and for them to be a couple of issues again, I, I genuinely am hoping. Um, and I know from inside the club, Chris, you don't want to obviously... Say say too much, but um, is there any word on a goalkeeper change in the next game? Um, well, not not that I've heard, and and I actually would be I would be very surprised. I mean, for for every mistake Oscar has made this season, he has then made probably three or four top class saves. There was um, a double uh, save he did make that. in the game. Yeah, so you are correct there, Chris. Yeah, I mean, for, for for me, Oscar, in terms of shot stopping and and all parts of goalkeeping other than using your feet, Oscar is. Still, for me, one of the best goalkeepers in the division. When you then add in the the sort of the, his ability on the floor, well, at the end of the day, if he was as good on the floor as he is with his actual hands, then he wouldn't be playing for Torrebieca. He'd still be playing a good level of Segunda B football. So we, there, there has to be a little bit of um, sort of slack cut uh, cut for him there. But yeah, can't can't hide from the fact that a goal was his fault. He'll be the first one to hold his hands up and, and admit that. And then it's down to Pedronio to, to decide whether he feels it's worth giving Miguel um, a, a, another game or not. Um, I, I don't know, but I would be very surprised if uh, if uh, we did see a change in goal this weekend. Yeah, I think it's just obviously when um, when um, the, the backup keeper comes in, he keeps a clean sheet away from home against a, a good Villarreal um, third team. Obviously, you just kind of think, after, we both, I think me and Paul both say, we kind of felt a bit bad for him that he got dropped after yeah. keeping a clean sheet. Um, it, but, Paul, I mean, is there anything else from this game you want to discuss? Any stats which have standed out? Um, what what I mean, time during the game were substitutions made? 
Well, that that is a pretty key one, to be fair. I mean, the one thing that stood out straight away when he announced his team sheet is for the first time in the season, he's only made one change. He dropped uh, Bagios and brought in Ricardo Cavas in defence. He's obviously um, listened to our show last week. Yeah, so that, that that obviously says that he was very comfortable with the side that he put out last week that beat Muro. Um, you know, he was very comfortable going into this game. However, when you, you come into the substitutions, the guy he brought in, Ricardo Cavas, he took off at half-time. So, you know, and brought on an extra midfielder. So, you know, does that say that straight away the decision that he'd made wasn't working and he wasn't comfortable with it? I mean, the other two were, were pretty late on, 68 and 72 minutes, when, you know, when we wanted to change the game, you know, literally just before we went 3-0 down. Um, but, but yeah, that was the unusual one for me. Is, is, is only the one change to show that there was comfort with the 11 he had last week. Um, but then making a change, you know, pretty early on. I think it's um, it's frustrating to say that we went 3-0 down, but I think people will see the game was end-to-end and we were up against a very good side. So, I mean, if we take the positives from it, it's still early on in the season. We don't look like a bad side. We look sloppy at the minute, um, but so do a lot of teams. So do Chelsea, Chris. Yeah, um, it's kind of the standing joke that's, that's doing the rounds uh, sort of with the English-speaking part over here is the fact that we, we wanted to be Chelsea this season and I think we're achieving that so far. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, it's we've, we've said it already, it's, it's early in the season, there's a lot of football to be played, every single cliche in the book around it. The fact is we're fourth bottom at the moment and that, that needs to improve and um, I think everyone's still got complete confidence in the fact that we can improve that. Just one thing, as you said, I mean, this is a long season and, and, and you've got to look at the positives. Let's look at the, the guys that we've played. I mean, we've played seven games. Four of them are actually holding the top four places on Tinny yeah. and Sagatino, Althea and Avelda. So we have been playing good quality sides that, in theory, we probably shouldn't expect to beat. Well, no, we should, that's if, right, we want, yeah. if we want to go up, we should. Yeah, we should. I, I picked up on that myself actually looking looking at the league table it suddenly dawned on me that actually yeah we have had quite a, quite a tough start but I think also Paul you, you, you're right in the fact that if we realistically do want to be playoff contenders we have got to be picking up points off, off these guys and the next two games are, are tough games Crevalente uh, are eighth and uh, we're doing quite well until they lost at the weekend and then we've got Oruella who we don't traditionally do particularly well against so so the ne- the next two games are are crucial games for us, at the, and but luckily they're both with the Vincente Garcia, so it's a good opportunity for everyone to get down there and get behind the team, and, and hopefully try and uh, and try and lift everyone's confidence from uh, from plenty of support in the stands. Fantastic! I think before we go on to the um, the before um, Paul gives us a rundown of the rest of the scores, um, I just want to quickly ask Chris, how's the pitch looking after the um, torrential downpours etc. from the few weeks ago? Uh, absolutely fine. We've had, we've had a bit more rain actually over the over the last few days, so we're we're, go, we're going through the two week rainy season in Torrebieca, which, uh, <laughs> no, which hard uh, life. yeah, I know it's, it's you, terrible. You can see from the uh, from the highlights all the brollies that are up and you know and how drenched the shirts are that they're playing. So uh, it's not yeah. the normal Spanish weather we'd expect. No, it's the the, the pitch the pitch is in fine condition. Uh, if I anything, think um, the rates helped it. Talking about the kits, I just want to get, as as we have the commercial director on here, I just want to jump on you, Chris, and just say what is happening. Um, they are still done in the old strips. Well, no, actually, they've, they've worn, they wore the new Adidas shirts for two games, but because we've now got a, a, a sponsor who won the 200 Club, uh, Casada Fish and Chips, that oh, strips fish then... And be- chips. That, that strip's been taken away to have that sponsor printed on, printed on it. 
uh, and it just hasn't it just hasn't come back yet. So that's why they're wearing last season's kit. Just for do the, they know when it will come back? Uh, any day now, hopefully. But then uh, in Spain, it's manana manana. <laughs> well, at least we'll be able to feel hungry every time we watch the team play. Definitely. Yes. Um, Good John, fish and chips, though, by all accounts. That's that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Paul, do you want to just um, run down the the scores from the weekend? Okay, so this is week seven. Uh, Atletico Sagantino two, Torre Levante nil. Another week, another win, and another clean sheet for Sagantino. Uh, Jove Espanyol one, Recambios Colón three. Uh, three goals and three more points for the Wayside's impressive start to the season. Uh, Boreal four, Beniganum nil. Um, there's one thing that Boreal, obviously we talked about in episode one, guarantee it's excitement. It's only the second win of the season, and the previous one was also a 4 nil score line. Um, Althea 2, Castellon 1, Ontinien 2, Bunyol 0. So Ontinien uh, got beat last week, dropping their complete you know, 100% record. But they left it to the last 10, 13 minutes to get both goals this week, so it was pretty edgy there. Muro 3, Orihuela 1, uh, who we played last week and then who we played week after next. Uh, Crevalente, Deportivo 0, Rayo Abense 1. Acero one, Paterna one, and then Villarreal C one, Elche Elisitano one. Fantastic. Um, before we just give a quick um, mention for the upcoming games, Chris, I just want to mention you're doing some work in the community, doing a bit of training. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I've just started doing a bit of uh, coaching with some kids. Now is this uh, for part of Torvieco or is this your own personal stuff? No, no, it's no. It's, it, in, in fairness, it's actually it's my it's my own personal gig. Um, just to do a bit of coaching in in the local community. It's something I did a lot of back in the UK. Uh, I'd missed it greatly since I've been here, uh, and uh, thought it'd be something that'd be good fun to do for for some of the local kids. So, just doing a session on Saturday mornings for for anyone. Well, I say anyone, but boys and girls of any nationality between the ages of five and seven at the moment. Um, hoping to grow it a little bit bigger over the over the next sort of few months. Fantastic! Well, good work. Good work. And obviously, the if, involved. Go on, Paul. obviously, if we have uh, a, a, a budding Leo Messi under uh, under your guidance, Chris, then I'm sure they'll get a, a Torrevieja contract stuck under the nose before anyone. Oh, else well, can have. Well, well, indeed, um, indeed. And if they're, if they're available Sunday, then their luck might be in. <laughs> 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 right then Chris do you want to just um, finish us off by obviously just giving a talk about what is um, happening in the next few weeks yeah so as I said uh, earlier we've got two very big games coming up uh, which uh, are being christened Los Clasicos de Sal part one and part two we're playing Crevalente and Oruella both of which are two sort of local rivals to us uh, and they're both being played at the Vincente Garcia five o'clock kickoffs for both games over the next two Sundays. Um, but at the end of the day, the club really need, or the team really needs the support of the locals to, to get out there and really try and get behind them. Confidence has taken a bit of a battering again, having had another defeat. Uh, but two wins in the next two games changes the picture completely. Uh, so it'd be it would be great to get as many people down to the ground as possible, just to get behind the team, show them that that everyone is still behind them. Um, forget all the sideshow entertainment that might be happening and, and might be going. This for the next two weeks. This is purely about get down there, support the team, make as much noise as possible, bring your neighbours, bring your friends, bring the kids, just get everyone down there making as much noise as possible because uh, it's really important for the players just to be able to walk out. When, uh, when the game's about to start and really feel like there's people in the stadium who, who want them to do well, it does make such a difference. 
definitely. And if, it almost as if I have planned this to end the show this evening. I want to thank everybody who listens. I want to thank Chris and Paul, as always, for coming on. And people will be able to hear in the background now the Torvieka anthem playing, which obviously, as Chris says, he wants to hear everybody singing at the next home games. <laughs>